You are listening to the Morning Bliss with Patricia Mandula. Service delivery watch on the Morning Bliss. We are now joined by Deputy Leader of BOSA, um, and uh, this is Nobantu Lazo Webster. And we are going to be talking about um, BOSA saying they're giving, you know, 90 days um, for permission from the courts for citizens to stand up and give, you know, um, assistance and fix dilapidated schools in our province. Nobantu, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Patricia, and it is Nobuntu. Thank Nobuntu. you for having me. Nobuntu, <laughs> It's early in the morning. Nam gatitega. So this morning, no, no. Uh, this morning, um, we are talking about the fact that Busa went into uh, various schools, namely one of them in Zola, so where to Guatetangenzela, and this school is a school that is not operating because the building is unsafe. And you're saying that steps need to be taken and government needs to be held to account. Tell us, um, what is the state of the school? I, I mean, we are crying, especially in Gauteng, that there aren't enough schools. Yes, no, on, on, on Thursday last week, um, we went into this particular school, Azola. Um, it's called Guatetangendela. Um, and, you know, went to go and see what had been reported by the community um, and some of our activists as a school that had been abandoned. Um, and, I mean, when we got there, we couldn't even access the school, but it has been abandoned. You can see that there was construction that began and wasn't completed. Um, and we, we've now come to find out that it was over five years ago um, that it was the parents of the learners and the community that actually shut the school down after years of complaints um, to government, which were falling on deaf ears, about the hazardous and unsafe state of the school. So the parents decided to shut the school down. And in fact, what then happened after that is that then um, government responded um, and brought in um, contractors. And, and this is alleged to have been at the value of 27 million um, to fix the school. And that did, was not completed. Um, and this is because of a disagreement that took place between the school and government. So more than five years later, the school stands empty. The children and the learners have had to be moved um, to another facility. They It's further for them to have to travel. Um, and, you know, that is a compromised um state for those for those learners um, and it compromises the quality of education that that the learners are receiving so that's where that situation is at patricia sure 27 million allegedly down the drain <laughs> yeah that, that's what i would say down the drain ubuntu because i mean if this money was paid to um the service provider and nothing was done and sure now without a school there's a building that's just dilapidated um, who is supposed to be brought to account? What is the Department of um, Basic Education saying about this, or even the Department of Infrastructure and Development? Before we even get there, what I, what I do have to highlight is that this is not an isolated case. 
you know, as we've been looking into this, we had been made aware earlier this month of J.E. Malepa School in Zagane, um, where learners have complained about broken windows, doors, furnitures, and toilets. Um, and there at that school, funds were allocated in 2021 for the construction of classroom. And um, there was mismanagement of funds and, and that hasn't been done. And there is a list of schools, you know, we have names of schools um, that we've been given and there's routine promises by the premier um, of the Gauteng provincial government to have these issues resolved and they are not. There's inefficiencies, there's delays, um, and, and it honestly undermines the future of young South Africans. And so what we've taken upon ourselves um, as BOSA is we've instructed our lawyers to write a letter to, to, to Premier Banyaza Lusufu, and we're requesting formal commitment to prioritize and fast track the construction of all the schools um, within 90 days so, so that they're ready for the 2024 academic year. Do you know that we sit and we talk often about overcrowded classrooms? Um, in this country, children are in overcrowded classrooms. We often speak sometimes about unemployed educators, you know, so we don't have enough schools. We have overcrowded classrooms. We have teachers that aren't working, but we have schools that have been abandoned. It, it makes no sense. So we're calling for the commitment to prioritize and fast track the construction of schools, um, especially those that have been abandoned. We want names of every abandoned school in Gauteng. Um, we want to know of those schools where has construction um, begun? Um, and we want a list of every school that is in breach of the minimum uniform norms and standards for public infrastructure. We want to know that, um, failing which we, you know, there's a precedent that was set um, in, in a court case um, in the past, in, in 2020 at, at Mahikeng High School, um, where, um, and, sorry, in, 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 in Mahikeng, where the High Court ruled um, because there was sewage um, and waste management that was not being, where government was not um, um, delivering on, on basic service delivery in that respect. And the court ruled that the community could actually, in effect, start fixing those issues and then bill the state for that work, for having to, uh, or build the municipality for having to do its work. And so failing which, if this work doesn't happen in this 90 days, if we don't have that commitment, if we don't have this list and this information that we're asking for for the premier, we're then going to um, take this further um, and approach um, and, and approach the courts to give permission to com to the community to be able to start fixing the schools themselves. But then, uh, where will the, the 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 community get the funds if there is twenty seven uh, million that was spent before uh, by government and was not properly, uh, you know. Um, uh, not properly monitored that the work is done. Where will community members get the money from? We're saying that let's partner. Let's partner with um, um, NPOs. Let's partner with private sector. Let's work um, and, and start. You know, the reality is that in South Africa, we're at a place where we actually have to take things back into our own hands. If government fails to respond to this, we have to then say, let's work with private sector. Let's work with civil society. And then we hold the government to account to have to actually pay for those services once they're done. But it looks like waiting for government is not something that yields any results. And perhaps this is the way to go. Like I'm saying, there's a precedent where this has happened mm. in Mahikeng before. And it's something that 
we have to take on as communities. We often, everywhere we're going, saying to communities, you know, there's no one coming to save us. And we have to find ways to make this happen. So really our approach is to say, let us partner, let us co- collaborate with the private sector. We've we've collaborated in different ways as well as the private sector. Already there's water um, issues that are happening. We have uh, delivery of, of water being an issue in many communities. And we've been partnering with um, civil society and with private sector to actually just start finding ways to drill boreholes to provide water tanks in communities that's what we have to do and we then have to hold the government to account and to claim for that as communities look i know there are communities in the eastern cape and this is to do with water who are building their own bridges uh, finding their own ways and uh, we are still awaiting uh, to hear from a local government there um, what they are going to do so this letter uh, that you are drafting uh, with your legal uh, team, when will it mm. be sent uh, to the relevant uh, government departments and to the courts? And how long do you think this particular process could take? We're sending that letter during the course of this week. We expect to send it. I mean, we've been in consultation with our lawyers within the next day or two. And... Like I say, we've given we've given a period of 90 days because our calculation is that by the end of this year, let us have that response um, from government. Let's have the response uh, from government that is giving us information that is actually accounting for the number of abandoned schools, first of all. Let's have response from government that's accounting for the spend um, on, 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 on reconstruction of some of these schools and what has happened and where that has not happened. Um, and let us have commitment to actually work on those schools and have them done in 90 days. If not, then we are taking it further, as we say, um, working with communities um, in the province. As South Africans, we are aware that uh, schools are divided into quintiles, right, in terms of the funding uh, structure. Uh, Why are these schools that are in the lower quintiles not given the funding that we thought was available for them? This is really, really the greatest dilemma and the greatest issue is to say that, and I always make this example of my own life, to say that I grew up um, in the 80s and 90s, um, the 80s under the apartheid government, where there was an inferior quality of education um, in the townships. And my own parents had to make a plan to be able to transport me daily for me to go and access a better education under apartheid in the suburbs. And now, We are 30 years into democracy and we have the same situation. So in essence, you're saying that the education of a child in the townships, the education of a child, and you say it is those schools that are the ones that are actually um, abandoned. It is those schools that are getting an inferior response and an inferior service from government. The reality is that South Africans are left in the lurch. And the reality is that, you know, there are specific areas where the schools, the quality of schools, the infrastructure is of a lesser quality. And we're saying as Build One South Africa, it's not acceptable. And this and this is why we've actually made it our own to build one South Africa, one education system, one education for all South Africans. Let's close it there. Nobuntu, thank you very much for joining us. That was Nobuntu Tlazo Webster, Deputy Leader of Build One South Africa. It's time for the news. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.